0: The, you kind of like this guy, but when you can't decide between the filet fish <laughs> um, or the Big Mac, and he says... I'll get you both. Thank you. You definitely <laughs> yeah, like this it. guy meal. Get it at McDonald's when you get two of your faves for just six bucks. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Hey, everybody. We're back with another Bald Move tel- television podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all of TV. Uh, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. Uh, Jim I, I saw the outline for today's episode. I feel like... We, we we always cover all of television. We said we we're going to narrow our focus down to one television show, and now uh, we're talking about all of television. It seems like we're going to talk about Emmy nominations, some Stranger <laughs> Things. Like I, I can't resist. Not not even one week can we stay true yeah. to our mission of not covering all of television. We have opposing missions. That's the problem. We <laughs> do. We do. Uh, which of the two topics, the 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 B plots of this episode, shall we say, do we want to talk about first? Uh, the Emmy nominations that were released last week or the stranger things season 3 trail teaser trailer uh that was released i think yesterday yeah it was uh let's start with the emmys okay uh you and i both don't think much of award shows even though including our own including yeah. our own uh-huh. the 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 baldies is the the second least ridiculous award show on the planet <laughs> Uh, I'll let you guys figure out what the number one is. Uh-huh. Um, but the Emmys, they came out like I think the Emmys are even uh, historically bad. Like, like the, the the you know I always hold the fact that um, they didn't ever give any love to The Wire. Mm-hmm. I hold against them that they didn't give any love to, uh, like the le- real love to the leftovers, like I thought it deserved. I feel like once they finally do get around to recognizing somebody, like Breaking Bad, then it's just, it just gets stuck in, in between their teeth and they can't help but nominate these people again and again and again. Yeah. Like Peter Dinklage could have died last season and he will still get nominated for season eight of Game of Thrones because that's what you do once you get on. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I know that we're in a minority and a lot of people like to talk about these fucking awards, so... Uh, any? Have you, have you seen the, the, the list of I'm, the nominations? I'm looking at them right now. I hadn't seen them until about five seconds ago. So. Okay. I do think that uh, they did a typically kind of slipshod job on the dramatic series, but I thought the comedy series were not, were not terrible. Okay. Uh, do you want to just go buy them through category? I've got a list from yeah, box here.
1: Yeah, j- just a few of the categories. We're not going to do them all, No, no, obviously. no. Like I think
0: the top six, like the series and then the actors. Uh, outstanding yeah. Comedy Series, uh, nominated uh, Atlanta, Barry, Blackish, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Glow, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Silicon Valley, and the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Honestly, the only one I'm entirely unfamiliar with here is The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Hmm. Despite Netflix's best efforts, I have not, not clicked play on that banner. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a strong category. Like, it, uh, to me, it's a race between Atlanta and Barry. Okay. I know you haven't seen any I, of Atlanta, the, but the holy only shit. Ones,
1: yeah, the only ones I've seen on here are Barry, Glow, Silicon Valley. And I saw not last season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but I feel like I know what that show is. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, of... The three seasons that I watched last year, I guess, Barry was the best, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Glow was really good. I really liked Glow. Silicon Valley, eh, it was okay.
0: I think Silicon Valley and like Curb Your Enthusiasm are there because they're
1: That's all... That's what you do. Yeah. yeah.
0: like I, I heard this last season... I haven't seen this last season occur, but I heard it was just kind of like a, eh, kind of, you know, a comeback season. Um, and mm-hmm. Silicon Valley was... The best season they've had in a long time, but far from the heights of the show. Yeah. So uh I don't the know. Barry
1: I, it was its debut season and it was surprising uh how good that was.
0: And different. I like mm-hmm. I like it when the Emmys or any award show can reward a risky uh success. Yeah. Um, you know, something that took a lot of risks and I think Barry uh you know It took some challenging material like i've seen assassins with hearts of gold before you know gross point blank etc um but they didn't really do i mean they did an interesting job where it's very complicated how you feel about barry by the the end Mm -hmm. and like whether he's a good guy under it all and what does that even mean like how, how can you maintain your good guy status or is that like is that just a way you carry yourself or is it the accumulation of the things you do? Um, And I think it's got some interesting conclusions. I can't wait to see season two of that. Mm -hmm. Atlanta was just like a tour de force. Like the stuff that Donald Glover is trying to say about, I guess his particular view of the black experience of America is, 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 is amazing. It's hard for me to to comment on because a lot of stuff is like, Shit that I'm finding out Or like getting the emotional truth of For the first time mm-hmm. So uh, but, but it also remains like extremely funny And a lot of the humor comes from Like their, their great characters And their, their great cast Not so much as like a situational comedy Because there's nothing funny about Being jumped for your jewelry And then running through a fo- a woods Afraid that you're going to be murdered You yeah. know That's not a funny situation What if you did it in Tidy Whities <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. If if it's Walt yeah. and Jesse and they're dissolving someone at the end in the bathtub, fine. Okay. But yeah, it's similar to that. Like, finding the humor in these black situations, like, emotionally and skin color, uh-huh. uh, I think it does, does really well. And I will be... I mean, honestly, uh, I think we should all join together and burn the Emmys down if one of these two doesn't win. Okay, <laughs> sure. I mean, Blackish is also... I don't also, see
1: anything there that would compete with them, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, Blackish is also very good, but... It's not better than Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the outstanding drama series, The Americans. Okay. Yeah, I heard this was the
1: best season of an already amazing show. Okay. Uh, to wrap it up. So, yeah, uh, I haven't seen it since, like, season four three or four
0: right it's when we, which yeah, is when unfortunate, we jointly yeah. bail i guess i was the one that bailed and yeah you, he you bailed and
1: i k- kind of killed crushed
0: my spirit on that <laughs> show so i i just haven't crushed up with the it. Spirit like so many swedish diplomats <laughs> and stuffed it into a suitcase uh-huh. um the crown which is something i really want to see because it's right up my alley it's all about that british you know upper crust bullshit uh and it's well acted <laughs> and it looks amazing uh but i haven't seen it uh so i can't commentate on it game of thrones this, this is, not is outrageous win. game of yeah. thrones had a very uneven penultimate season yeah. that much depends on the finale season i i am aghast that that that, that the, zomb, the zombie husk of of season 7 game of thrones made it onto although it is even when it's not firing on all cylinders, it's still awesome to look at and has two or three moments per year where they're just like drop your jaw on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um I wish they felt more organic. This season everything felt very set PC trying to get to these two three, you know, literally trying to check off these three uh bullet points that Martin gave us 7 years ago. Yeah, um, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, man, season one is amazing. I think that's what we're talking about. I mm-hmm. think uh, season two is s- so searing that Seth and I are having a hard time making it through. No, oh, it's just fucking bleak, man. Yeah, um, it's like The Americans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, except yeah, 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 yeah. Except for instead of the heroes being. Russian agents mm-hmm. fighting against the American democracy. The 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 heroes are just women. Just women. Okay. Just women trying not to be treated as cattle. Yeah. Literally cattle. Uh, and it's the performance as well. Uh, Stranger Things Season 2. It's a
1: weird one. Uh, I don't really consider Stranger Things like a serious drama. It's what like a really def- fun show. It's not quite a comedy. It's not quite a drama. It's like All of those things rolled into one, and it doesn't really seem to fit, in my mind, in any category.
0: Yeah, it's almost like Spielberg 80s adventure.
1: Yeah, like, if there was a nostalgia category, Uh, like, biggest nostalgia boner, this would be in it, but, like... I don't know. It's not great drama. There are a couple of things, like Hopper and Eleven's relationship. I don't last know. Last season was pretty good. But... I
0: thought that there was a lot of really strong performances. The kid will, Absolutely. It I... will the one that was like
1: Yeah, I think they should be nominated for their performances, but the series as a whole is like is that serious
0: drama? I mean I does it have? I mean, if it's not funny, it's gotta be drama, right? I guess. Uh Or can it just be like fun, you know? Like, how is it different from like I guess breaking bad in that way?
1: Uh breaking bad was always like uh a really intense character. I guess it's, study. Dark.
0: it's it's dark it's as dark as you can get starring a bunch of twelve and thirteen year olds. Yeah, like like Goonies is as dark and being true to the the era. Like, like like it's like imagine if Goonies the movie was Midnight Black. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the Fratellis will kill a kid, <laughs> right? Maybe Chunk doesn't walk out of that basement. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I get your. I I, I guess I don't feel as strongly about it as you do, because um, I think I mean, that, I'm not like,
1: saying it shouldn't be there at all. Right? But like I, I'm I'm cool with it being recognized because it's an amazing show. It's probably my favorite show on TV, but like, drama. <laughs>
0: Um this is us the juggernaut I that yeah. I refuse to see uh, refuse to see it for misguided re- principles I suppose I'm just not interested huh. in seeing it um okay. like every even the defenders kind of say it's kind of schmaltzy and that mm. that's kind of an anathema to me and then Westworld yeah uh which is another kind of game of thronesy if you're going to give like like what other se- what other what other series got overlooked um what was the one with um Michelle Dockery and uh, where the villain was uh, uh, Jeff Jeff Daniels. Oh yeah, um, Godless. Godless. Like, isn't Godless better than Westworld?
1: Yeah, Godless was really strong. But like
0: Godless didn't have Kitsumi. It was Kitsu- it was a limited Kitsuya. run thing,
1: though, right? It wasn't. It wasn't a yeah, series. I guess that's so true. It be and in they this do category. have the
0: limited series of role. Let's see. Did that yeah. get into it? No, it didn't make it there either. No. Uh, I'm not going to go through that category because I haven't seen literally any of them
1: but yeah i i thought mr robot season three was much better than west
0: world there you go two. that's a good comparison wait uh, is this
1: Westworld? this west season one season or two? two for okay. sure
0: and i actually think uh handmaid's tale season two too like the way this stuff mm. works is the the cutoffs are
1: okay then yeah i don't think Westworld should have been in that just
0: yeah. personally speaking uh let's go to lead actor in a comedy series anthony anderson blackish uh i don't i've seen some of that show but not enough to even recognize the the actor ted danson from the good place good place another show a lot of yeah. people say we need to watch mm-hmm. um and ted danson's good we know this uh larry david from curb your enthusiasm you know whatever <laughs> he's larry david <laughs> donald glover in atlanta it absolutely deserves it because like his fingerprints are all over this thing he probably is the person that does the craziest shit in the season absolutely deserving bill Hader, barry mm-hmm. and then the you know keep doing what you're doing uh slot william h macy from shameless which yeah i, I it's a great show too uh but again and i really like
1: mr macy
0: i do too we like we're we're in uh i'm uh i i could throw a parade a macy's day parade you might <laughs> say uh Donald Glover and Bill Hader, I, again, this is a two-man race in my in my mind. I mean, I, maybe Ted Danson yeah. deserves to be in there, but but I find it hard to believe that he's doing something better than Donald Glover or Bill Hader are doing in Atlanta and Barry. Hmm. Uh, supporting actor in comedy series, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Paperboy in Atlanta, who was almost a star of the show this year. Henry Winkler from Barry, who was very funny, very good. Louis Anderson from Baskets, who hmm. is very funny, very good playing uh, Baskets' uh, mother. Mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin playing Trump uh, for the last two years on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Keenan Thompson Saturday Night Live, for I, still being on
1: Saturday Night Live. <laughs> after and you know what? Thirty-five Kenan,
0: years. Keenan is the anchor of that show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like he is sneaky good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Shalhoub, the marvelous Mrs. Mail, uh, Maisel rather, and Titus Burgess, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Hmm very funny this guy is like the star of the show as far as i'm concerned Uh uh-huh um i've seen enough to know that uh who do you think should win on this one damn uh
1: i i thought like henry winkler was good in barry but i don't know that he was like amazing in barry um there was something that just didn't that that character something about that character just didn't sit right with me yeah um, didn't feel natural enough yeah uh and i haven't seen Louis anderson in baskets i haven't seen baskets at all
0: mm-hmm. no uh, i I, and I
1: i have a hard time giving it to well hmm. i have a hard time giving it to alec baldwin because he does one character essentially keenan thompson would right. be more likely
0: because he does everything right and he's amazing at it he's got a funny face <laughs> the man he gets, seems to just the, the, enjoy what he's doing. The man too. gets a lot of mileage out of his reaction shots. I think yeah. I think Brian Tyree Henry, because it's almost cheating since Paperboy is yeah. a main character this season yeah. that he's gets to be mm-hmm. in the supporting actor slot and he just I think if, if Henry Winkler if if you're saying it's between Henry Winkler and Keenan Thompson, I'm saying Brian Tyree Henry is like twice as good as either of those guys, in my opinion. Uh lead actress in a comedy series, Pamela Adlin, better things, blah. Rachel Brosnan, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I haven't seen it. I've seen zero of these shows. Allison Janney, Mom, Mlah, Issa Rae Insecure, all right, all right, all right. Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish, okay. Lily Tom, Grace and Frank, I haven't seen that, so I guess I'd have to give it to Issa Rae, who is just amazing and insecure. Uh,
1: Huh, so Glow was nominated as an outstanding series, but none of the stars from Glow
0: made it into the lead actress in a comedy series? crazy huh Hmm. Uh, supporting actress in a comedy series zazzy beats atlanta amazing you'd recognize her as domino from the deadpool 2 movie uh Metcalf calf as roseanne uh betty gilpin from glow oh so who the hell is betty gilpin do you know
1: uh that's a good question
0: and then three women from saturday night live ad brian leslie jones and kate mckinnon uh all very funny uh, I think it's it's tough because Kate McKinnon is like going to be the breakout star of this ca- <laughs> of, of this female portion of the cast. Uh-huh. I can't wait till she starts, you know, ripping off very funny movies. Uh Alex Borstein from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Megan Mullally from Will and Grace. Ooh, wow. Okay. Uh that's right. Will and Grace came back this year. <laughs> I think Megan Mullally was a was a delight as she usually is. Yeah, I didn't I
1: didn't catch it even though i was a mild fan of the original yeah uh betty gilpin is the the friend of the main character and i i kind of look at her as a lead as well like yeah. those two are kind of the leads in my opinion but yeah. i guess they're counting her as a supporting actress
0: um lead actor in a drama series jason Bateman, ozark uh okay whatever yeah. Matthew <laughs> reese the americans does fine work i'm sure sterling k brown this is us i've never seen this is us but i have seen sterling k brown and a lot and i'm very impressed with him. milo Vi- so you recognize this person milo Ventimiglia, yeah that's a name i've not heard in a long time it's uh
1: shit i don't remember his name he was the star of heroes
0: oh the, yeah yeah yeah, the yeah. Of okay yeah yeah I've, i i recognize uh, he's, him he's rocky's kid
1: in yeah the, in the yeah, Rocky yeah yeah
0: Rap balboa sure sure movie uh ed harris from westworld very good very good in a yeah. kind of a weird season and jeffrey wright westworld also uh i guess i'd have to give it to either ed or jeff i mean there was nothing wrong
1: with the performances no <laughs> they were no. both stellar and i don't even know how to choose between the two of them honestly
0: right they both did a lot of heavy lifting i thought um in service of a of a bewildering plot Supporting actor. I mean, so it's like yeah, I guess it'd be one of those to flip a coin. Uh, I, it's playing a robot, insane robot, unstuck in time, maybe harder. But then again, maybe Ed Harris is also a robot <laughs> in similar situations. Who the fuck knows? Uh, supporting actor in a drama series: Nikolai uh, Coster, Waldo from Game of Thrones, Jamie Lannister, Peter Dinklage, Ty, uh, Tyrion from Game of Thrones, Mandy Patinkin. St- Still what? fucking kick around in Homeland. Get that fuck out of here. That show's still on the air. <laughs> uh, David Harbour, Stranger Things, uh-huh. Matt Smith, The Crown, and Joseph Fiennes, The Handmaid's Tale. Joseph Fiennes a very creepy and malevolent uh, and banal in The Handmaid's Tale. A pro. David Harbour is very good too. Mm-hmm. Like he really has great chemistry with his uh, surrogate daughter uh, in, in Eleven, and projects like. Toughness and warmth and vulnerability and he's funny and like, also anger and like yeah th-
1: there's a lot going on in his performance there.
0: I can't wait again to see him as Hellboy. Um I think much more so than like Peter Dinklage, for instance. I mean Peter in this Dinklage in Game of Thrones. Had some decent moments uh standing yeah, up I just the don't da- think The range and, was there. And and, and, that's, and the that the scene character. he had when he was treating with his sister. Uh, I always like seeing uh, Nikolai's work as, as Jamie Lannister, but to me, yeah, it's going to be between David Harbour and Joseph Fiennes, and uh, probably David Harbour for me. Lead actress in a drama series, uh, Sandra O. Oh, Killing Five, Tatiana Maslan from Orphan Black? What the? F- that show's been on for as long <laughs> as The Simpsons, right? Yes. Uh, Kerry Russell, the American, is forty-five years old. She now. is. She is. Uh, there is now seven hundred and forty-three thousand clones of her. <laughs> and uh, she plays every last. She plays every one of them. The, the
1: finale episode is just going to be her. There's going to no, <laughs> be nobody else in it.
0: They actually film four hundred days a year. It's incredible. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They, they they find they find out ways to get more days out of the year. Uh, Kerry Russell, the Americans, fine. Claire the uh, Crown, fine. Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale. Whew, Evan Rachel Wood, Westworld. Yeesh, um, yeesh. I don't know about Evan Rachel Wood just because I don't know – I think she did a good job portraying what she's supposed to portray, but I wasn't buying what they were selling. i probably have to give it to Elizabeth Moss because her work on Handmaid's mm. Tale is incendiary. From what I hear, she's
1: going to have some stiff competition from the Americans uh, as well as Matthew Reese. I
0: think both Matthew and Carrie are Is this the final have... season? Yeah. Okay, so people are going to be really – Although I don't know if – This is like the, the cherry on top award – Man, I don't know what the dates are for, like,
1: submissions and stuff, so right. I assume this is the final season
0: right? if, that if they're if judging. The, if, the Amer- if the Americans came out this, like, early, or late spring, early summer, which it did, right, then it was eligible.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Um, then finally, supporting actress in a drama series, uh, Lena Headey, Game of Thrones, Sanu's, uh, <laughs> M- uh Millie Bobby Brown, Stranger Things. There you go. All right, Vanessa Kirby, The Crown, uh... And Dowd, The Handmaid's Tale, uh just a vicious, vicious role that she does so well. Uh Yvonne Stra Strahovski from The Handmaid's Tale, uh Alexis Bled Bledel from The Handmaid's Tale, Dandy Newton from Westworld. I really enjoyed the work that uh, Miss Newton did in Westworld. Yep. But holy cow, you probably gotta give it to one of those three women in the Handmaid's Tale. I'd like Millie Bobby Brown, uh, but her stand out episode is a little weird for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know uh the the new mutants episode and I think that's gonna hurt a little bit. But she was really, really good kind of coming into her own this season. So there's her thoughts on the Emmys. I'm not gonna get too excited about anything except for if if Barry or Atlanta does not win the comedy category, then like what what more do, what more evidence do you need that the, the Emmys had no artistic validity? Yeah. Uh Hey, everybody. Want to do some housekeeping before we move on to the next subject? Uh, reminding everybody that we are in the midst of our summer Game of Thrones Season 3 rewatch. Uh, this is a big one because it, it'll essentially give us full coverage of the show. We'll have every season covered. Uh, we'll do it in a no-spoiler format. So, like, we're reviewing and talking about the episode as if we've not seen the rest of the season. And then we have a spoiler section at the end where we stop all that and and, and talk about, like, the little kernels that we've we've gained and see them sprout into full stalks of corn yep yeah that's what you do yeah. with kernels absolutely you don't have grain kernels the k- k- kernel is just corn there's no way you have kernels of that corn yeah you could have kentucky fried chicken kernels you can have computer kernels but when you're talking about food it's got to be corn and kernels could probably
1: sprout into generals at some point yeah
0: yeah, yeah 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 i don't know you'd use that terminology sprout <laughs> sprouting sprout. kernel into a general but sure uh, also, something excited, uh, we're excited about Better Call Saul season four returns August 6th. That's a Monday. Uh, so, here in the next few weeks, we'll be doing a preview podcast for that. Uh, and then we'll be out with full coverage of that each and every week as it releases. That'll, I'm assuming, be a Wednesday type of podcast. That's how we go. Uh, don't forget, we also did a first run ball movie, Skyscraper, starring The Rock. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we got a general review for everybody, and we got a spoiler field review for club members. And then also I'd be remiss to not mention that my Kickstarter for the book is ongoing at book.baldmove.com. We have uh, we've raised $11,000 out of a $10,000 goal. Uh, We will be announcing some stretch goals this week. There's 22 days left to get in. Uh, There's a couple of uh, tiers where you can actually just get a discount on the book if that's what you're wanting. But we also got some really cool merch. It's probably going to be even cooler now we got Chase Stone as our artist. Um, check out book.ballmove.com for all those updates. And let's get back to the episode. Okay, that's Emmy Talk. Done with that. 20 minutes. Holy shit, I can't believe we talked that much about it.
1: Yeah, it's too much. I want to spend like two minutes on the Stranger Things Season 3 trailer.
0: Okay. Uh, it's not really a trailer. It's an, adver- it's an advertisement for a new mall coming to Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah. Uh,
1: Which is weird, because I didn't think Hawkins was nearly big enough to have a mall.
0: Yeah, but that's the plot. Because <laughs> the thing is, like, I always thought like that Hawkins was like a Mooresville or smaller, and mm-hmm. like I, you know, look malls huge part of the '80s, early '90s uh, yes. kid culture. The setting
1: is awesome. The set, it's and yeah. it
0: gives a lot of like really cool opportunities for older kids and younger kids to mix together, and for the younger kids to like bum rides off the older kids, and like arcade mm-hmm. opportunities and all kinds of really cool storytelling possibilities it does feel like hawkins they should have to drive 20-25 minutes over to the next yeah, big town for sure they should have to drive to the Greenfield or or to the green woods or the plain fields from the mooresvilles of the world to get there but you know that's not fun watching people drive for 30 minutes to get get anywhere cool
1: no no, it's not. And, you know, with the kids being so young, they can't drive. Their parents have to take them, or Steve would have to take them, more likely. Yeah. Dustin's going to badger him into I it. I did
0: like Steve working the food court <laughs> uh-huh. with the Ohoy Sailor or whatever. Yeah. Um, that that's good. That looked really good. A-
1: every single shot, they they really... So, aside from it being in high def, you know, mm. they they do a little bit of, like, artifacting right. of the image to make it look sort of like it's on a tape or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Or,
0: or a bad TV signal. I mean, it but does... But it looks crisp. That's and... the thing, like... It does. You are aware that they put all these actors in the '80s clothes, but I thought yeah. they really sold like the VHS tape quality of mm-hmm. it, and like the the, the kind of shitty lighting. And if, if even though it looks a thousand times better than VHS ever did, but
1: it, it but, but they they it hit feels that like it. that feeling. Yeah,
0: like when whenever I was watching the kids at the like food court and they're tucking in this food and they're like wearing the, like you know the crazy blown out curly poofs in their hair and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like man that looks exactly <laughs> like the mid 80s right in, and the jazzercise aerobics outfits in a it. way that like the show does but the show reminds me of like my own memories yeah like what it felt like to be in the 80s whereas this actually captures what the 80s media felt like
1: which is good because this is yeah. supposed to be you know 80s in commercial universe, yeah. yeah so uh and they took like I-, I think almost shot for shot like every shot felt like it was right out of like fast times at ridgemont right Ohio. Right. Like I swear I've seen those exact shots in that movie. Um,
0: like there's a lot. I thought there was a lot of mall rats type of shenanigans yeah. kind of in the margins there.
1: Looking and the guy the... bopping
0: with his walk, Sony Walkman yeah. cassette. You know, like it's, 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 <laughs> I think it's a Marty McFly model too. It had uh-huh. like the bright orange like ear cups and uh, maybe maybe someone will torture somebody with uh, uh, the rock and roll music. I don't know. It looks good though.
1: Yeah. The the Sam Goody. Obviously, you had to have one of those. Oh, yeah, at a mall. Radio Shack. Yep.
0: I was waiting for, like, when there, I was like, there's got to be a JCPenney because JCPenney anchored <laughs> every Midwest mall I've ever been to. Uh-huh. Um, Man, malls are really taking a beating right now. Yep. Have you ever been to a mall lately? Uh, Yes, but there's no reason for me to ever go to one. <laughs> like, when I moved here five years ago, I lived right next door to a mall and I'd go there from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, And it's just in the, the decay it's undergone in the five years since I've been here. Yeah. It's, man, that's something that really took a 1993 me by surprise. Uh, okay, I think we're ready to, talk, to, to to collapse our focus back down to the singular episode, the singular TV show, mm-hmm. abandon the premise of all of television, and talk about HBO's Sharp Objects. Episode 2, Dirt.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: I liked it. Yeah, I I was surprised I liked it because I felt like they really... Uh, and, and and compiling my notes and putting them in the categories that I want to talk about, I realized that like this was a lot of mainlining the mystery and clues, and it went. Now that they've established the character of Camille and her mother Adora and Emma, like they they added some new kind of twists on that, but they didn't like. I, I felt like over half the screen time of the first episode was set up to was devoted to setting up the characters in the town, and now mm-hmm. they got down to the business of telling a story, which since the big hook for me is this. The relationships in a small town, and mm. kind of like the weird nostalgia I feel about it all. Like I, I was, I was impressed that they actually kind of like sucked me into the actual mystery. Um, yeah, that's my official. What do you think? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It did feel like there was more mystery, uh, mystery pursuit in <clears throat> in this one, which is fine with me. Uh, I, I'm still trying to figure out some of those relationships. Like, do you know the actual? Nature of the relationship between uh, what? What's her name? Jackie? Is it Jackie? Yeah. The, the like auntish figure.
0: No. Like
1: who? What kind of relationship does she have with Camille?
0: Is so like I, I don't know. I've I can speculate if you'd like me to. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where like these mean girl queen bees show yeah. up at the funeral and kind of like haze uh camille a little bit for not being one of them anymore and for like not having not being successful by the way they judge it not Mm -hmm. being married not being having kids they don't seem like they're particularly happy but you know whatever uh well-trod territory i wonder if like adora was the leader of a similar pack of that in high school and jackie was one of the the acolytes and yeah, and, and and has a way of like trying to sympathize, like like has a way of sympathizing with Camille because she knows exactly the kind of firepower her mom can bring to bear, and she's probably seen both sides, like the public perfect persona that she just cares about everyone, and which is clearly bullshit. And mm-hmm. I felt like that maybe camille and jackie that character have a little bit in common where they they've they both know what their mother's the the mother's lash feels like and i don't know that's my speculation well
1: i mean definitely we know that camille has fondness for jackie Uh
0: right like she feels
1: like she's the only person who ever really treated her genuinely yeah yeah. Uh um and then you know the cop casts a little doubt on that and she's like uh yeah you know whatever uh (laughs) so yeah there's there's clearly mutual, mm-hmm. uh, a mutually positive relationship there. Right. But I don't know where that's going. They, they, I don't know if they're doing that just for color or if they're
0: doing that for later reveals. I don't know, because the the woman in white mm-hmm. is interesting because the first person I think of, uh, I think Camille feels the same way because there's a, a little cutaway subliminal scene is like her mom. Mm-hmm. you know like we've seen her mom in these wispy diaphanous gowns and she's got this like she says something at the end like, like she tried to help this Natalie Keen, um because she reminds her so much of Camille and it seems like there's a certain type of girl that's being murdered because the you know Emma and her group of roller skating mean girls talked about like well it's not the cool girls who are being murdered it's like the weirdo outcast kind of mm-hmm. um, I almost wonder if like we're supposed to think that maybe Adora is purging the town of Camille type undesirables, hmm. uh, as a and and or maybe she's trying to take him under her wing. And when they reject her, she. La- I I I mean, it's it's so on the nose that I it almost makes me think that it's a red herring. Yeah, the same way when they showed a police chief, right. They just made it They made a point about How all these teeth Are pulled out of like Pliers with sharp edges And this motherfucker Is trying to straighten out A sign Like literally the next scene He's got vice grips He's training He's wrenching and pulling And showing his man strength About (laughs) like how many teeth He could pull Like uh, come on Like he surely Is not going to be The murderer (laughs) I don't think so You can't You can't Draw Take a red highlighter And draw this guy out In episode two And have me think That he's going to be The murderer Yeah The only
1: person we know Can pull teeth is the cop from wherever right, he's from? Right. So, but suspect why, number
0: one. Why would he do that if he <laughs> used know. the teeth pull? Like you I know, know. <laughs> yeah. It turns out that Detective Willis was the 1983 teeth pulling championship at the Hog Fair in Wichita. <laughs> oh, My shit. God, we should have known. Look at his forearms. Yep, they're like Popeye. Um, the, the other small, but I feel like revealing
1: character piece that they did. It's very short, but uh-huh. there's a flashback of Camille uh kind of uh, camille's sister whose name
0: i don't know um and adora Emma. you're talking about her step her no, the her, dead one the dead one yeah yeah. I, i'm not sure it starts with an m i believe um
1: but she's clearly like uh, her mom's showing favor to the young sister yeah taking her into the room playing with her whatever and yeah. l- shutting camille out Uh uh-huh. uh and to me that kind of sheds some light on this whole thing because something was wrong even before the lashing out, right? Right. Like, the the stuff at the funeral, the embarrassment at the funeral. Yeah, Um, Things have not been good between Camille and her mother for a very long time. Right. And it's almost one of those things where, like, I don't know that this is the case because Adora seems to judge herself by you know, those traditional values, like family and children and stuff like that. Um... So I don't think that she has this attitude, but sometimes there can be an attitude of like especially toward the firstborn, because they're the ones who would this would apply to most, uh, a feeling of the kid, especially if they were were not intended. Um mm. if you know, if it was like an accident and mm. oops, got pregnant, mm. now I'm having this kid, you can feel some kind of resentment toward mm. like them for changing your life yeah, substantially yeah, yeah. because you know, that's something that's irrevocable. And once the second kid comes along, as well, my life was already that it's So yeah. Like from feel rick and morty
0: him. sure yeah you know, she's got a special kind of enmity towards summer that she right. doesn't maybe have towards morty who's just kind of pathetic yeah I i'm wondering if any of
1: that is playing into it but it doesn't i don't think it quite lines up with adora's values like i said she I mean, would probably want a child
0: right i think all of her i think all of her all of her on-screen behavior can be attributed to like just basic narcissistic personality disorder like sure. Camille was Everything that she wanted her to be She was beautiful and witty And she was a cheerleader And then something happened that pierced that veil Of perfection and maybe Revealed to Adora the things About herself that she's not comfortable about And suddenly she uh, Was this 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 person was persecuted And now The younger daughter who, I mean, because that's the thing, I I even see a little bit how that happens with kids. Like, you know, kids are like three or four. They're showing you, you you see all the cute things that remind you of your strengths and like, you know, none of your real weaknesses. And then as they start to show those sides of their personality, it's kind of like it's a little bit of of a shock to see some of your worst qualities or things you're least proud of, like reflected in a mirror. Mm -hmm. um but i think if you got a a, like a narcissist person that must be like like nails on a chalkboard you can't can't even bear it like these things you buried so far and you you you're so careful about erecting this facade so no one can see it and then holy shit there's this copy of you out there with them on a billboard (laughs) like to me that's that's what adora is going through and and like yeah uh, and the 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 bullshit that she'll accept from Emma, like that scene where Emma's throwing a fit over the dollhouse mm. when we know it's it's all manufactured and Adora is just allowing it to happen, and like that's so gross. Like, yeah, I, that's what Adora wants in a weird way, you know?
1: It's <laughs> like she wants to feel like I guess she's the most important thing in this child's life, and that yeah. these tantrums are like some kind of reflection of her need for her mother
0: or yeah. like it's really fucked up man right and need for per, like her mom's similar need for uh, like uh perfection maybe mm-hmm. but it, like and it's and also like this continually infantiling because like, she's like 14 15 years old and yeah like she's wearing this like disgusting pink <laughs> <laughs> like 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 something that, that you'd wear out of like Little House on the Prairie kind yeah. of kind like of job like she lives in that dollhouse yeah. she's got but the whole
1: fucking house is did you notice that when the the oh yeah the housekeeper is like sweeping the floor yeah. that Emma is sweeping the exact yeah. same exact part of same. the dollhouse so this is a like she's living in this dollhouse,
0: right, right, right. I, I was wondering. I was going to add that was one of the things I wanted to say because uh, in like the subliminal or kind of like you know artsy fartsy section, like what exactly are they trying to say there? And I think yeah. you're spot on. The Emma is a living doll in this house. Mm-hmm. Like this is a it's a micro. It's, it's so weird too. Like what are the odds that two like because uh, Hereditary had a big big dollhouse component of its plot for a similar. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the odds that two things, like, with like would come out less than two months apart that would have such a yeah. interesting framing device? Um, but I don't know.
1: I thought the, the framing of the timeline there was a little important. Like, yeah. this animosity
0: has always been there. Mm-hmm. There's also, speaking in the maid, there's a, a lot of interesting uh, subsurface stuff they were doing. Like, did you notice that uh, Adora was always taking away knives from Camille? Like, Camille can't cut her own apple. Uh, like, all the knives are a lot like the yeah the maid was like locking up all the knives at the end of the scene the most
1: ridiculous thing is when she goes to cut that apple Uh her mom says no let me do that and And then then she just hands hands it to the
0: maid oh god yeah no it's although i gotta say uh the maid's apple slicing technique blew my mind yeah she's taking those oblique angles so like at the end like you don't actually specifically cut out the core but at the end you've got this like perfect hexagonal you taught me some things because she she eats those she 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 eats the <laughs> she apple <corn>. that's <laughs> the cores yeah, yeah so yeah. she
1: leaves as much as the meat as po- of,
0: as possible on the core all oh, right right yeah. uh, but no I, I like my eyes are open to the perfect way to slice an apple from its core mm. bravo um, yeah I I don't know uh, I, I honestly some of the stuff that Adora and Emma should get up to is just. Hard for me to watch. It's hard for me to watch because, like, I've seen some of these dynamics in my own family. And, yeah. like, the scene in the funeral where, like, Adora uh-huh. snatches that pin yep. from Camille and is causing this big scene in the guise of not making a scene. And look, like, it's it's that's so specific to some of my experiences with my mother, <laughs> like, at the Kingdom Hall and shit that, like, I yeah. like, it it's hard for me to sit still and watch it. No, and those are the really good
1: character moments and there there are others too you know like at the end of this episode we see uh camille lies to her editor about oh yeah you know getting consent to go into natalie's room right uh and and goes and then carves the word liar into her jeans you know which would be her leg if she weren't wearing pants Mm -hmm. uh it's almost seems like she's carving her own sins into Mm -hmm. her skin right uh as as some sort of weird like this makes it okay kind of thing or yeah. or like i want to feel the guilt of this mm-hmm. thing forever mm-hmm. um it's you I don't know, want to be reminded of it anyway but yeah i i thought that was a good thing but then at the end she carves dirt mm-hmm. which you know she has already carved many times before right. obviously
0: now she's into like that f- seems important phase of like ritualistically like tracing the the previous right. so that's the other thing is we found that that like cuz i was on the fence about whether those were real scars they're mm-hmm. they're totally real definitely yeah um and she's covered like head to toe with the exception of her hands and face face neck that kind of stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like anything and they're,
1: that- and they're definitely She is the one carving them, you know? There's no, Mm -hmm. like, supernatural thing. She's done it over years.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Makes me wonder how she got the ones on her back and all that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, that might be part of the ritual. She, like, I could totally see her with a stick and a razor blade (laughs) and a mirror, like, going at it, you know? Oh, my God. But the, the other thing about, like, because, like, I don't, I think people misunderstand. Like, I don't think that my mom doesn't love me. It's just like, and this was a really, like, when at, at the end, when she's, you know, Emma's melting down and Camille's melting down and she's like screaming, like, I just want things to be nice for us and maybe I don't know how. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think a lot of narcissists have that self awareness to say something like that. It kind of took me out, but it's also the tragic truth because I do think. And ever since in every instance that I've known narcissists and I've had the misfortune of knowing if she's like they do want the best thing and they do mm-hmm. want things to be like nice and hallmarky. And maybe that's part of the problem because real life isn't all like that all the time and they overreact to the bad times. But like it is a tragedy because they want that authentic love and experience. But the way they go about is 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 just driving it further further from them yeah it's like the the the, leia said about tarkin the the tighter you Mm -hmm. squeeze your grip the more that love and affection just leaks out between your fingers and it's 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 tragic i I do feel like they
1: should have had camille say that to someone else about her mother Mm. like you know because like you said it's too self-aware for somebody who's like that right uh those people don't think about it in those terms or would certainly even if they do never express it because uh, it's a weakness. It's yeah. something
0: like you know.
1: No, I think if Camille was like talking to maybe her stepfather or something, and you know mm-hmm. said like, "Oh, why, why, why do you she treat you that way?" Well, she wants she wants everything to be okay. She just doesn't know how. Right. Like have that conversation between two other characters.
0: Yeah, I I thought that. The other thing I I thought was interesting about this episode is, like, I feel like there was more points of view than just Camille. Like, in the first episode, I felt very, almost like this was a first-person view of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas now, like, we got to see the detective kind of doing his own thing with the barber and his own investigation. We got to see, see, uh, uh, you know, so Alan, her stepdad, talking to Adora and, like, you know uh he, he's like the little male spider like okay if i if i approach her and i stroke her pedipalps this way yeah and i do this dance and i put on the french music that she likes with my hi-fi set <laughs> uh then and and he tries he tries to like prop her up but help prop her up because you know that's the thing he has to do to, and and but she just you know like all that effort and then just falls as shit and then like and then he just sits down and enjoys his music. Like, what the hell's going on in his head, man? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm,
1: I'm kind of of the opinion that he should have waited a day or something uh-huh. to try and do, let her grieve a little bit, let her remember her own daughter, right? Uh, and her death. Let let her process that a little bit. Right. Then come in with the French music and the dancing.
0: Right. Uh, God he, loves. He goes the world in and a little prematurely, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah but, but like, yeah, his i don't know how you navigate those waters that
0: dynamic like where you're just always walking on eggshells and yeah. it's the rest of your life like jesus but
1: they seem to have clearly a better relationship than camille and her mother do right right like the 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 two adults well, in that family adults <laughs> they're you know one's well on her way to being adult the other is a fucking adult uh-huh. the the eldest of the that family um They seem happy, and they seem to have a good rapport when Camille's not around, right? And as soon as Camille
0: walks in the door, her mother goes into mother mode, Uh and things go terribly wrong. I mean, there is a certain type of couple that embodies that, like, you know, Cheryl Crow, are you strong enough to be my man vibe? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, like, uh, I the the incredibly low lows will be offset by the incredibly bipolar high highs and like it's like I'm riding the whirlwind and this is like everything it is to be male and female and like it's I think it's a bunch of bullshit but I've seen that again I've seen I know this couple like I've I've known them several times and it's exhausting but like it it's it they they take pride in it like like the way like yeah. a combat vet takes pride in their purple hearts and medals like uh-huh. Like look at the intense love we have and like it's the passion and all that and like okay.
1: I think Camille needs to embody the Cheryl Crow can't cry anymore <laughs> philosophy.
0: <laughs> right. But yeah, it's like that or the Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> if you don't deserve if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at your best, kind of like, you know, all that sure. shit yeah. you see on Facebook. Right. Uh yeah. Uh I just like, man, this guy um I know a lot of people had him pegged as like maybe a prime suspect. I don't see it. Like like Th- that's the point, man. Yeah. You don't see it
1: until it's there, yeah. until you do and then you can't unsee it. I
0: forget, like, I forget who did it. It might have been Josh Black. It might have been Sean. But on the forum, somebody said, like, he's going with like the Dwight Schrute. It's always the person you medium suspect, like, <laughs> right? And you're right, because like, like I feel like this show is putting like bright red warning flags and flashes on people, but like it's so hot, it can't be. Yeah. And then there's some that are like, oh look, he just this guy looks like a normal person. It can't be. I, I don't know. Um, the other thing is like this show. So let's talk about. I guess, the mystery and what we found out about it, because we talked about Camille's mom and her relationship and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, They're making a big deal out that this has to be a guy, both for statistical reasons, because statistically, if you're going to get murdered in this country it's going to be a man doing it Mm -hmm. just overwhelming overwhelming if you had to bet you're always going to bet that a dude killed you because women (laughs) that's just not there's a lot of reasons for it but just safe to say statistically it's it's going to be a dude and how much upper body strength it takes to pull teeth yeah um i i that the latter thing i I think the first is persuasive just because it's it's hard to argue with it's Mm. it's statistics the second one it's like really yeah, I, like, I mean, leverage Vi- is a thing. Like, like- vice <laughs> Vi- Vi grips exist. You just, you squeeze uh-huh. them, you lock them, and you take a hammer and you knock it, tooth's gone. Right. Like... I, I don't uh, – t- and to me, it's to the extent that, like, I think it has to be a woman who's committing these murders because the show is spending so much emotional yeah. energy putting this blind spot in front of all the investigators that it has to be a dude.
1: It, but at the same time, it seems like such an
0: obvious thing that they're doing that I want to lean back toward. It violates toward... the medium suspect rule. But there's only <laughs> right. two – it's a binary right. choice.
1: It, it, th- right
0: unless you want right. to start like you know quibbling about like trans identities and stuff sure. like that like it's it, it's going to be i doubt the show is going there right but... it's going to be at the end, a biological man or woman and like you know the everybody's suspecting the men so it must be the women but they're suspecting it so hard that yeah that it must be the man like <laughs> i don't, I don't this know This princess to bride territory pretty soon yeah like, maybe
1: this is just the flack you know like they're throwing up the flack and then they're going to throw the flack on the women's side. And right. then there's going to be so much flack in the air. You can't see anything. So you throw your hands up and
0: just say, well, we'll see. Yeah. So, um, having said that, like there is a witness to the murder. Uh, it's, uh, I, f- I forget this kid's, this kid's name. Um, like Kabisi or something.
1: J- Jamie, it's J it's definitely James. James? Yeah. It's, it's definitely James. James.
0: Okay. Um, uh, Capisi, that's it, James Capisi. Yeah. I was close, uh, and he saw a woman in white abduct this girl when she strayed into the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think that that is a a clue that we can believe in. Is it his mother? His mother was wearing white. Yeah, uh, I think he would recognize his own mother though, and she mm-hmm. doesn't seem like the type that gets out much. Yeah, but would he say it? Hmm.
1: Would he say it's my mom, or would he have some weird brain thing that tells him?
0: Yeah, it's a uh,
1: woman in white. Nah,
0: I don't... I mean, no. you, you, I mean I, you, you could be right, but it just... I, don't, I mean, I don't even really have a theory. <laughs> I'm right, just saying right. his mother was
1: in white. Uh, kids do some fucked up things sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, and he was playing with Natalie, which I thought was also interesting, because this kid is like, what, 9, 10, 11, and she yeah. is 14, I believe they established. So, like... Mm-hmm. But again, in small towns, that happens. You know, you don't have ready playmates. Sometimes you. Uh, well, shit, we're the perfect example. Like, very rarely would uh, an 11 year old and a 15 year old hang out, but we were in a cult, and, you know, you got to kind of play fast and loose with your age associations if you want to, especially if you're a nerd that wants to play board games. Yeah. In rural Indiana. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, what, what
1: if Steve was abducted while he was hanging out with Dustin? Right. Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would that would seem strange but
0: yeah there but there's been stranger things definitely for sure uh I, I i don't know i feel like that that's a that's that's a clue that we can kind of rely on and i also thought that the in that the the, the discussion between uh, chief vickers and um shit the detective willis that's his name right richard i, I think it's know. richard willis he's he's cop. dick cop dick willie me. old dick <laughs> okay. willie um, the out of town, the out of town, the detective Willis, um, where they're kind of like sparring, uh, you know, silence of the lamb style. Mm. And he's like, I've read that book too. Detective, uh, Starling. I, I think they're trying to tell us like the normal serial killer rules you need to, to, to throw away. Like all the mm. shit you think, you know, because you've seen Manhunter and you've seen all the seasons of Hannibal, you need to put aside because it's not going to help you in this case. Yeah um like they're building us a Rosetta stone for like what evidence is persuasive and what evidence is not persuasive. I don't know how to use that particularly that that, that particular tool they're giving us, but I do, do you agree with me that they're trying to teach us that, that that the the this is not a standard serial killer story? Yeah, I mean that's the reason you bring
1: up those standard kind of uh principles, right. you know. The- it is, so is so that you can ground the audience in them so that when it turns out to not be that, they'll go, oh, I didn't see that coming.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What'd you make of the the townsfolk, almost fetishist ritual exiling of the rocks that snagged up Mm. um, Ann Nash's body? And they they even reenacted it. Like, they showed... um, And I guess that must be the detective imagining it, because how the hell would he have seen this? Like, these... Sure, Weeping townsfolk, yeah. all of them men, car- carting these these uh, rocks across the, the the town line and smashing them and throwing them outside the community. No, I I liked it. I thought you know that's something that
1: a small town with its own sort of folklore would do. Yeah, it, it almost feels a little too like Wickerman e. It does. That's like it's very but, Old Testament.
0: Like this building, yeah. this, this family got leprosy. In this building, tear the building down and and burn it. You right know, or. Uh, the feedback discuss a scapegoat like that, that that's uh, that comes from the, the biblical practice of the, the high priest taking this random goat and mm-hmm. putting all the sins, all the undisclosed sins of the tribe on it and driving it out. So the wrath of God goes and gets the poor scapegoat mm-hmm. instead of the, the, the nation of Israel. Uh, yeah. it, it feels that very old timey black magic voodoo kind of thing. Scape, scape, rocking, scape, rocking. Yeah, <laughs> these fucking it's just rocks if they weren't there. Um, I don't know. It it was bizarre behavior and just showing it reenacted. I think it's important in a like almost a yellow king kind of way. Like,
1: yeah, I was I was about to go there. It does evoke like a feeling
0: uh-huh. certainly,
1: and and makes this town adds to i guess some of the layers of this town yeah whereas before it was just kind of a sleepy small town yeah now you're kind of getting belief systems into it which, which are you know not not incredibly strange but certainly beyond
0: some of the stuff that i'm familiar with yeah like like is it a spontaneous um display of unfocused grief like Mm -hmm. we have no we have no killer we have nothing to take vengeance on let's just find something or are they playing a game of rules we don't understand like right. like, like a lot of shit in wicker man doesn't make sense until you get to the end and you figure out like what's going on here in this island i think it's kind of similar like maybe just maybe there's something dark and eldritch here in this town and they're like you know this is what you do and every 15 year or whatever 20 years the child killer comes you you got to smash some rocks i, I don't know yeah I don't know. It's it's also of a piece in my mind with all the
1: imagery of fans and stuff that, that they're mm. showing us. Like, the I intro is loaded lot. with fans. The show is loaded with fans. And I can't tell if they're just trying to evoke the heat uh-huh. uh, uh in a very visual way or right. if there's something else thematically that they're trying to do with these fans.
0: Because hmm. they're all over the place. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I haven't seen any evidence for that for or against. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be something. Because, yeah, I just took it that they're trying to, you know, always reinforce how hot and sticky it is. Yeah. Um, but why have them, like, in the intro? Hmm. That seems
1: more important to me.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. And, like, the same, like, we haven't gotten to the bloody hooks, but, like, obviously... And they're associated in a, with the hog right, farms yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and... I don't know.
0: Something weird going on there. They, that's how they butcher hogs in this farm. They get they get a fan spinning <laughs> oh, real Jesus. quick. They drive them through a chute, and it is mess. that's how hot dogs are made. Boom. Yeah. Pork sausage. <laughs> yeah. pink. What what do they call that? The mechanically separated meat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's You're going to see the mechanical separation here this season. <laughs> Um, I thought it was also interesting how the town folk has these crazy theories. Like you hear some groups of men saying it's got to be one of those ho- hog butchers because they're the only ones that can pull the f- fucking pull teeth. Why is the killer pulling the teeth? Why is the killer have know. two completely radically different M.O.s? Like I'm I'm starting to doubt with this episode that this is a serial. This might be a copycat, copycat but not or even. like, like yeah. you know. Uh, this, uh, I, I don't, I, I, yeah I don't know but then again like I'm a not collector? a criminal profiler yeah something um, there's also a lot of talk about how weird some of these families like, like, there is a little bit of MO that both of these families they've said are ones that keep to themselves we ha- heard the Danashes yeah, keep to themselves the- the Keens, like, the, we hear um, uh, John's girlfriend say, well, no wonder they, don't, they aren't embraced by the town. They're so weird and they keep to themselves and all this. And mm-hmm. the mean girl saying that it's not the cool curls uh, being killed. Uh, also, the fact that, like, Natalie's mom said that she was a tomboy and she was this fiercely independent. The, and it, it, it sounds like they're talking about Camille, right? Yeah. Um, It's definitely Camille type, which... What do you think about Camille's sister, um, of her youth, that got murdered? Like that, that? Do you think that she died of natural causes? Or do you think she was killed too? I mean,
1: so far I'm operating under natural causes. Uh-huh. It seemed like she just got very sick.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Unless there was some
1: ricin involved or something. Right. Well, I mean, manchow's man- like man-
0: by proxy, like her mom is like deliberately doing something to. Yeah, she's uh, spiking her, her get tea that- with. That's the arsenic, nine. Yeah. yeah, strict nine, rat poison, pig sure. poison. There'd oh, be a lot of man. pig poison in this town, you'd think. And so, yep. <laughs> um, but I don't know. But it's because it's like they're, they they um, they they mention this John might be gay, and they talk about how that makes sense because you know the kill, the apparently these girls are being sexually violated, and you know they talk about their that this is a sign of unnatural affections with siblings. I I don't think John did it, man like he just seems like a grieving brother. Sure. That's an outsider in a weird town and and who do you turn to the the trust at that point?
1: I mean, I know it's a it's a stressful time for both of these families, but both the Nashs and the Keens are acting weird. You know, like there's this fight between Bob and whatever Daddy Keen's name is. Mm-hmm. Uh when yeah. they th- when they're having their their get together after the the funeral. Did the detective i would love to know what what was said there what happened there why that blew
0: up and that their daughters used to be friends until they had a, uh, a falling out and you can
1: see on the mirror yeah like natalie has Anne written on the mirror under likes
0: and, and then crossed out and then now it's under yeah. dislikes yeah yeah like what what happened there is it possible that the teenage girls themselves are committing killings like this is the meanest girls Emma, Emma's killing people it it wouldn't it wouldn't i mean it wouldn't shock me how long ago was the first murder and last august i think okay. so it's been like 8 9 months they 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 mentioned all right i was going to say if it's like 4 years ago she's probably a little young than yeah, yeah, murdering yeah, yeah, yeah. people but yeah uh, maybe huh i think that i thought that was that was interesting um i don't know what else that we want to talk clearly, about clearly bob is like number
1: 1 suspect on cop's list
0: yeah because he's he's you getting don't, soils
1: he don't plant trackers or whatever the
0: hell right. he's
1: doing on on the car of just a minor suspect
0: and we saw like there's a little bit more of the temper he had because camille's kind of like casing the joint and she he sees him he sees this guy screaming at his child but then again every time you scream at your child doesn't mean you're about to beat them or right you know like sometimes kids need to be screamed at. <laughs> um yeah. I, I yeah I, I, and and you know they got the cop taking soil samples why because they're trying to see if he's been back to that creek or I guess so I, or, or maybe just where he's been period right what'd you make of the the time where Camille stops and just out of the blue praises elderly resident for taking down signs for Natalie Keene? you find out she also did it for Ann Nash uh I, I thought they were just trying suspects. to
1: give us <laughs> yes suspect number one now. Uh, no, I thought they were just trying to give us a taste of the small town
0: mm. vibe, you know? And, and maybe this, this is, the like... The town's
1: looking out for each other.
0: And this is, like, the type of person Adora wants to be. Like, this woman's just mm. doing stuff yeah. just to be nice, and she's not looking to take credit and be a hero. She's just doing her right. part. Whereas Adora is very showy. I need to make sure that people know that I care about this town, and they, like, it's it's... It's very showy versus selfless forms mm-hmm. of uh, public service, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, what else we want to talk about? Oh, can we talk about the bar scene? Okay. Uh, we we got some info. So I'm understanding that these these dudes that were all together and making jo- talk, the jokes about blowjob shots and stuff are the same young men we saw. Menacing, like chasing Camille and later menacing her with guns in this weird sex hmm. mur- uh, animal murder cabin. Could be, yeah. Um, and that they're like, you know, there's like intimations that maybe Camille as a teenager, they would get her drunk and then take advantage of her or maybe even sexually assault and abuse her. Um, yeah. I, these are stuff I think they're getting, and I thought she weathered that fairly well, honestly. Like it was something going on in the background, but it didn't ever seem <laughs> yeah. to like bother her. I mean, she... Yeah. I was kind of surprised that the, the that detective himself to, wasn't like, the did. fuck is... You know, like, yeah. he
1: didn't even seem to react. But one of the guys walks out. It. You know, they start making Kurt, jokes,
0: and he just walks the fuck out. That wasn't... That's not Natalie's father, right? They they I, identify him as I don't Kurt. Think so.
1: uh,
0: and I do so. And I tried to do a search for, like, but I... And that's probably a bad idea for me not to be spoiled. But, like, I couldn't find any information. I don't know who this Kurt character is. Hmm. Um... I don't know, but they also the other thing in that scene we found out that both Bob Nash and John Keene, uh oh, so it can't be can't be Natalie's father because his name's John. Uh, they both have weak alibis. They ha- they were both, both out of town at the time, but yeah. they can't prove it with cell phone records. Yep. No tolls, they're paid. No, like, it was it was just there. They have nothing but their own word that that they were out of town. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I
1: guess that's something to look into.
0: <laughs> yeah. The other background, the other background detail is the how the town was treating this funeral as a hot ticket. I thought that was an interesting detail to throw in there. They showed a little bit where they actually had headcounts; they had to turn people away, and people were visibly disappointed. And then, like Camille called it out to her editor. Uh, oh, that's something we haven't talked about—the editor and his relationship with his wife.
1: No, oh, okay. Uh,
0: is there? Seems like they've been married for a long time,
1: right? Because <laughs> they know each other really well.
0: Do you think the wife? because like at I, I, first I thought that that the editor's wife was just worried that he was getting enmeshed with this unstable woman and maybe putting her in situations that weren't for her own good, hmm. but the second and, and and subsequent interactions, I felt like maybe she's a little jealous that Camille is getting all this attention but Hmm. i i don't i don't know because i thought the first scene was really cute where he puts on the song about like you know baby we've been through a lot together and she's like yeah right in the background Mm -hmm. but i don't know like every, every single time he looked a little bit like i don't know maybe it's maybe it's guilt from her him saying hey i'll think about it and then he obviously either didn't think about it or doesn't care enough to like like stop maybe we're supposed to understand that he is pushing her success at the expense of her mental health because I think that's absolutely right yeah I well I think
1: she's worried about this interaction between you know editor and Camille for a couple of different reasons Um, and they're both kind of summed up in the you know the usual things that she says right you can't solve every problem uh, for everybody and he's she's worried that he's trying to do that Trying to solve a problem that he can't solve or whatever he can't mm-hmm. fix. Camille, mm-hmm. don't try. Um, and then what was the other the other one that she said that, that turned out to be the one that he latched onto? Uh,
0: are you are you are you are you sure you know what you're doing? Yes,
1: yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. Like he might get in over his head here trying to help her. Right. So I, I felt like she was she was trepidatious about this whole thing from that perspective, but I didn't think it was more th- that it was there was anything more than that
0: yeah they're also showing like they're they're using background details like the fact that he's kind of like a fix-it man around the house showing that he has this natural need that he sees something broken he wants to fix it yeah and you know that's all well and good for machines but whoo boy trying to do with people (laughs) get you in a lot of trouble get you in a lot of trouble uh does he
1: does he think that that's does he realize that that's what he's trying to do here or that that might be what he's trying to do by sending her home to get her to deal with some of this shit. Oh
0: yeah, because like he even says it to Camille. Like this is some, you know, like this. You you this will be good for you. It'll be good for your career. It'll be good. Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel I think... like
1: this would be good for people with semi-normal relationships with their family members.
0: Yeah, I I think this guy doesn't fully know grasp what he's doing here. Yeah, yeah, she's is... his wife
1: is right about this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I think he's messing with powers that he doesn't under- fully understand, mm-hmm. um, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I think people from n- like baseline normal situations often can't understand how fucked up things can get in a home. Yeah, even when it's not like obvious like abuse, and I'm not ruling that out at all because like there's. Mm-hmm there is some like just goes beyond just narcissistic behavior that's 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 happened here but like i think a lot of people have a hard time like can see, like if you came from a family where like you know unconditional love was a thing it's very hard for you to understand that you know not being the case sure so like this guy seems like he's well adjusted and has a good relationship with his wife it might not occur to him that sending her down <laughs> here can be anything but like healthy yeah. you know like, oh yeah, well, you know, there's some tough love involved and you know, the difficult uh, demanding mother and all that, but like it gets, it goes beyond it can get beyond that. Uh what else did you want to talk about? That's about all I got. I have a basket, a basket, a certified basket full of feedback this week. All right. Uh and my wife Cecily is helping me prepare it because she she mentioned that there was a lot of or there was some book spoilers starting to sneak into the commentary, so she is pre filtering all that. Uh, and I and I think because she's read the book, uh, I think that uh, now uh, the, the, the I, I, sh- I shouldn't have to worry about, you know, maintaining my purity. Uh, so thanks for that, Cecily. Uh, Rob C. Something about Emma commenting on Camille's beauty reminded me of the whole case of the Slenderman and the two girls that murdered their friend. Are you familiar with the Slenderman story at all? Not. No, me either. Like Not I know the that's... lore behind it. No. Uh, i don't know anything like other like i i honestly i have no idea like i i don't know whether he was just a creepypasta if he's a video game character like i honestly don't understand like him and jeff the killer and all this other shit like i i don't know what's a uh five nights of freddy's character and what's this like an organic you know creepypasta <laughs> right. thing like I, I don't know anything about it so that might mean something to somebody but it doesn't mean anything to me rob uh, Josh the Black. I feel like the killer is a hundred percent a woman, especially after Sheriff insisted it was a man. And that's why it can't be. <laughs> he also points out that bad women is kind of like a Gillian Flynn thing to do. Which, right. of all the stuff that I've seen her, that does seem like you know that that does that does seem like a, a theme that runs through her work. Uh, here's a few things I caught before going to the wake at the house. Camille is scratching the word "scared" into her arm. We also see it scratched into Camille's driver door. The next time the door is shown, it says "sacred." Mm-hmm. That's another kind of like true detective detail. Like it's, you know, mm-hmm. evoking religious imagery in the stuff that she's doing, like this ritual she's doing to herself, and maybe it has something to do with what's going on with these these uh, these murders. Because you don't murder someone, display them, and pull their teeth unless you're doing something (laughs) but that makes sense in someone's head right sure there's a purpose there um same scene the license plates read tangle punish and I think bundle okay that was a scene where uh I believe that's also the scene where um, Bob Nash is getting thrown out of the wake or the funeral or the reception or whatever the fuck it is uh, the caddy woman at the wake asked Camille if she has any children. She avoids the question. Later, Amma's friend makes a comment about Camille being old enough to be their mother. Camille told her boss she wasn't allowed to leave her house for a year after Marion died. That's her younger sister. Is this a red herring or Camille be Amma's mother? Oh, my God. That's They're- actually a pretty strong theory. I'd say the ages line up better. <laughs> I mean, like, like if Camille got either raped or had these torrid affairs with the town boys and then got pregnant and on top of the death of her sister, her mom just couldn't, um, just imprisoned her in a house, so she went through the pregnancy and all that and just claimed the child. Because also, I feel like Adora is just on the ragged edge of being too old to be a mom in that situation. That's,
1: yeah, that's kind of what I meant.
0: Like, yeah, right, right, right. Camille's, like, right on the edge of
1: being old enough to be and...
0: Yeah. the thing I don't understand is I would think Camille would know that and their rapport does not feel like a mother who's being reunited with her daughter I I, fuck I mean I'm just talking out of my ass I don't know what that would look like but it doesn't (laughs) feel like that's what's happening in Camille's head but otherwise bomb theory man I like that a lot Uh, directly after opening credits in a series of smash cuts you see a girl standing on a red caboose with blood on her face few seconds later, you see the girl, same girl standing in Camille's bedroom next to a mirror. Her face is clean in person but bloodied in reflection. Later in the episode, while driving away from the kid on the big wheel being scolded by his father, Camille passes the caboose and you can see the same girl stepping backwards onto the caboose with blood on her face and smash cut to the same scene from the beginning next to a mirror. I didn't recognize her, but she's credited as Alice on IMDb. Uh, it's funny because I thought that this this girl was, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Marion? But Marion, yeah, I thought I because I, you know, I, I'm not because of the nature of these spoilers I'm not getting on to Reddit and doing a lot of in-depth analysis on this stuff. So I, you know, like I, I don't like I saw this person and I thought it looked kind of like Marion. So I just assumed it was Marion, because if it's any other woman or girl, how the hell would Camille know about it? Like, I don't think she's getting a premonition about Anne or Natalie and whoever the hell Alice is. Plus, hmm. also, IMDb lies a lot. I mean, we just went through that with Westworld. Or it's just wrong. Even yeah, if it's not trying to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the world, the the word Camille is scratching into her tummy at the end is dirt. The episode title. The word mm-hmm. you see in her arm at the end of episode one is vanished. Also, the episode title. So are we just going to see her progressively carve? Suppose so. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, these words are important. I Fix. don't. I don't care to like try and dig in nah. so deep that. I lose my mind, I'm just gonna wait for the reveals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's I was that? looking ahead
0: at the episode titles and they all seem like stuff that you could see on her body, like fix, ripe, closer, cherry, falling, milk. Um uh, milk's weird. Yeah. But all the other stuff like <laughs> you know, cherry has a particularly dark connotation in, in the in this material. Uh Huncules uh wrote in i know it's kind of pointless to make predictions when the answers are already out there but i'm betting it's the sheriff the novelty wanted mm. dever dead or alive picture with the sheriff's pic- uh face on it was surely prominently placed in the first meeting and everything that happened with him last night's episode sure seemed killerly to me uh yeah it's almost like i said the the pliers scene is just too much yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you can't be talking about how the killer pulled teeth with a plier and then show this man maniacally pulling on this the steel plate with pliers <laughs> in his hands. Uh, you've him the killer has to be a man cuz he knows it, he know like it, yeah. it it seems it's it seems absurd, but you never know because they they got six more episodes they could bring it back the other way and, you know, it's it's all who is medium suspect at the end. I would be watching that stop sign and if it's still bent later, Mm-hmm. We'll know that he's not strong enough yeah. to pull those teeth. Yeah, you, if you can't unbend the stop sign, yeah. you, you can't pull teeth for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, Texas Sandman. Uh, this show turns my anxiety up to hundred. Camille's drunk driving for seventy percent of the show, <laughs> looking at everything but the freaking road. Someone has to get dinked by her Volvos, <laughs> Volvo. 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 <laughs> her the knockoff Volvo made by I don't know some kind of weird Eastern Bloc country. Uh, dinked by her Volvo soon. Hmm. This is just. It's, life is different in the, the very small towns. Yeah. Like, drunk driving
1: is not quite the offense when there are no cars on the road ever. Yeah.
0: Like, I I, I could I could drunk drive between Mooresville and Monrovia all day, every day, and all night, every night, and probably only see another car or two in the week, you know? Like, I'm not saying... It's still not a good I'm idea. I'm not excusing rural drunk driving. No. I'm just saying that it's it's not exactly the same as barreling down a city street or a highway doing it right uh so i don't i don't i don't know that we are being taught to assume that she's going to plow into somebody but it could happen it could Uh, It's hard to catch everything in one watch, but I really like the end of the breakfast scene where the housekeeper rushes to put away the 50 knives on the counter as Amma, I think, looks at them longingly. It just feels like everything is foreshadowing and we could have dived in an extra five layers deeper, soaking up all the details. I'm definitely loving the smell of the psychosphere on this one. Oh, boy. Uh, Agree. What did you think? So, I I didn't think Amma looked at them longingly. I think Amma was just, like, depressed that, well... Is she Did she want to go To that funeral I think that's a Performance she's put Cause like she seemed Perfectly content to go Day drinking with her Friends on the roller Skates
1: Yeah and I mean If she thought that So
0: what was that, that Natalie for, was uh, an
1: outcast And a loser Why would she care About her funeral
0: like, Yeah Right
1: Yeah I don't think she Wanted to go to that Funeral
0: Yeah GHM3 from the forums. Uh, the stop sign scene at the plier scene to exist only to give the viewers to suspect the sheriff. Yet otherwise, the show seems to be telling us the culprit is a woman via everyone being so dismissive the notion. Yeah, I think we've covered this this topic pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie T for, with some observations. There's a spider in opening credits spinning its prey, and it's shot to look like they're dancing. There's also a scene in opening credits of Camille's mother dancing with Camille's stepfather. Aha! Mm. Aha! Alan, you're gonna get you're gonna get webbed up and bit. That's all there is to no, it. No, he
1: is the spider. Oh, you think he's the spider. Yeah, he's the spider. That fucker just looks too normal.
0: Uh, he's too well adjusted. <laughs> well, get get a load of this. I don't know how true this is, but there's enough killer female spiders that spiders have come to symbolize mm. symbolize a feminine threat. From DreamDictionary.com, the spider is symbolic of feminine power over or an overbearing mother figure in your life. I didn't pull that out of my ass. I'm actually weird enough to have dabbled in dream dictionaries for over a decade now. All right. Hmm. I, I accept your dream dictionary definition, Jamie. Uh, the victim's four post bed was decorated in butterflies, uh, both in the sheer curtains and on the pillows. However, there was a spider hanging in the middle of it, a spider in her bed. And if That wasn't obvious enough. She also plays with spiders in her free time. Uh, did you notice how perfect the victim's teeth were? My dental x-rays are a fucking mess in comparison and I've had a lot of work done. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't I did admire how perfect the victim's teeth were. I wonder if that's are, are we supposed to notice that? It's uh the genetic lottery, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh in observing family or Camille's family more, I think Camille has always been the scapegoat daughter. Her younger sister was a golden child just as Emma is now. Uh she included a write-up of the scapegoat versus golden child in a narcissist home, uh, an article on psychology2mind.com, uh which yeah, shit I'll put it in the show notes. The thing about the golden child in psychology is they're not perfect, they face their own hardships, they receive abuse just of a different kind. But from what I've researched, they naturally take after their parent a lot more, which is why the parent attaches to them so strongly. Having a scapegoat helps unite a dysfunctional family. Emma threw Camille under the bus at the end of the episode, playing along with her mother's scapegoating of Camille, and Camille responded childishly to that, getting annoyed as though it was personal. I don't mean that in a judgy way. I just mean that I don't think it was personal. Emma is young and has to act this way in order to survive. Disagreeing with her mother would be a uh, a hell she's had no experience with, and silently disagreeing with her mother is too risky. Better to express agreement and move on. I don't see this as disordered behavior. I see it as a victim trying to survive. Uh, I do think she's a burgeoning narcissist, but I don't think the dark side has consumed her yet. What do you think of that analysis, Jim? Yeah, uh, it seems pretty good. I... I don't I think that I think something's wrong with Emma though. Like, yeah, I, I mean she's clearly not like
1: the the golden child. She's pretending to be. Yeah. But, she's but she's playing she's that role not, in the family. As you said, like her mother. Right. Th- that's the only thing I would disagree with is Emma is very much not like her mother.
0: Yeah. Well, but you know She's much more like Camille. Is Camille was Camilla or was it uh was Adora a wild child back in the day who uh, I guess then we don't is know. ashamed of it and now want, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, cause, cause I've, I've seen that in narcissistic uh, individuals too, like this whole Madonna horror complex and they get to be adults and real and, and think that like they just consumed the shameful things that they did. And mm-hmm. then when their kids started doing, you know, anyway, uh, this isn't my therapy session. It's ostensibly a podcast about all television. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Camille's body a metaphor for the town all covered up, nothing to see here, but all this pain and rage underneath. Mm. Could be. I liked it. I liked yeah. the metaphor. Uh, I strongly identified the scene where Emma was talking to Camille for help or asking Camille for help with the alcohol as the black sheep and or scapegoat of my family I've been a go-to for this type of stuff too you get some kind of sad pleasure of at least helping their lives to be easier but of course they'll high road you later when it suits them <laughs> uh, you have to be careful because bad parents turn siblings against each other uh, in some main suspect last week Camille's stepfather main suspect this week Camille's older lady friend interesting I don't know what what Patricia? What what Patricia? Is it Patricia? I think it is. Patricia, Jack? I don't. Jackie? Know. I thought it was Jackie. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what Jackie's done to get everyone so upset with her, but uh, she's just suspicious. She's yeah.
1: too. She's too loose. Too. Because she called Amy Adams wheeling. beautiful. Yeah. Really. She's got a crush on. Crush on uh, Camille it is interesting how i don't know it's weird when
0: last episode she said beauty 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 to her yeah and, that creeped me out and then adora said i love you i love you i love you to Aunt Emma. yeah interesting uh telephone of madness uh i'm not sure if i should answer this call honestly it's a telephone, telephone of madness of
1: madness this okay. is Rick
0: grimes talking the answering the telephone in the prison season man uh-huh. who knows what doors will open here uh, if Camille's sister had a chronic illness, I can totally see why Camille's mother, uh, or she was Camille's mother's golden child, because one of my Dark Triad family members is like an illness-seeking missile. Uh, I'm glad to see how many of our uh, Bald Move audiences is, as is, is fucked up as I am, I guess, because they're throwing around terms like Dark Triad. Are you familiar mm. with the Dark Triad? No. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a cluster of personality traits that, like, essentially Ooh. form... Uh, uh like malevolent qualities or psychopathic qualities, and they are drunkenness, nar- skin carving, and teeth pulling <laughs> no no, okay. it's narcissism, machiavellianism, and psychopathy, okay, wow,
1: yeah, so you don't want all three of those no,
0: no, that's <laughs> that's that's not the three cherries you get and no. win a jackpot uh that's three poop emojis you get. <laughs> And and it dispenses human misery. Yep. Um, Anyway, she loves to latch on to people who have serious terminal illnesses because the targets are grateful for the help and or too weak to challenge their dominating behavior. It allows her to play the martyr saint and be told what a wonderful help she is being. She gets to steal attention from the target's visitors. She gets to remind everyone how irrelevant their problems are compared to the poor so-and-so. And they enjoy actually watching them suffer. That's a compelling yeah uh that that that's I think that's a compelling suite of psychological observations you've made there, telephone of madness uh at the moment, my money is on a door being behind the killings just because she's the psychopathic elephant in the room, but maybe the husband is helping her pull teeth because apparently a woman can't pull teeth, female <laughs> dentists take note, Yep. When I saw her at the end of the town, ta- uh, at the end in her gown holding Am, I thought, where there's the woman in white, although I think the gown is actually light blue. Um, mm. Is it possible that the way we can have, we can make this, bi- we cannot make the binary choice between choosing a male killer, or female killer, is that there's two killers working mm. together? Yeah, the duo. Like Alan's so far under her spell. That hey you know I'll I'll engage in some light murder with you uh, of a teenager if it means I'll get a uh I'll get to listen to my French orchestral music in peace for a week mm-hmm. or a weekend you think there's something to that or it's a Jackie Adora combo no but sure yes you, you don't think that there's a it's a possible two killers working together oh yeah that's always possible it could
1: even be more it could be the whole town we could have a hot fuzz situation oh going my on. god a hot fuzz
0: yeah. situation yeah why not they're going to be wearing those apocalypse cloaks and Uh and intoning things about keeping the order. Uh, All right, I can get down with that. I I do think it's interesting, the idea that, like, we're looking for a killer, but there might be two, and it would also neatly solve why there's different M.O.s. Right. You know, maybe, like, that's why the teeth pulling in the framing is they're trying to, like, make it seem like a conventional serial killer to throw them off the the trail. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. And could... Could two women working together pull a tooth? Is that possible? I think so. Would the sheriff even if admit that If they used every bit possible? of their lady strength and maybe Jesus some some, mecha- some some leverage, mechanical advantage, maybe they could get a mouthful of teeth <laughs> out. Maybe. I hope everyone knows that we are speaking in the highest sarcasm here. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I hope people know that. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. Uh, probably good to, to explicitly say that. Uh yeah i like to i like the the other thing about the um someone pointed out i, I didn't include this for feedback but the sheriff is saying uh I'll use this term a cry for help a lot mm-hmm. um and they want to be caught and maybe that explains some of the like I, when i was reading that i'm like well this seems kind of far-fetched but now at the end of the podcast uh uh, is there something to that? Like, maybe the sh- the sheriff is being, like, so shady in plain sight because?
1: I don't know. I mean, What's it's, his motive, it's, though? Yeah. It, it, it's in the same scenes where you're talking about, you know, them essentially pointing out the obvious right. stuff about serial killers, and it's right. going to turn out not to be that, so...
0: It'll be one or the other. It is interesting that, like, I think the sheriff is of Adora's generation in this town. He mm-hmm. is from the town. Ta- but, like, we don't know anything about him. His family, sure. whether he, like, you know, I, I'm assuming he's not from Old Money, or why would he be the sheriff? Um, or the chief of police. I guess that's different than sheriff. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just I just don't see him as a suspect. I feel like there's a reason why there are two
1: cops from different locations in Mm. this story i i don't think i don't know that one of them is going to turn out to be the killer Mm -hmm. but i think that's an important factor here that one of them is from the outside and one of them is from the inside
0: maybe uh, vickers isn't the killer but he's helped cover it up like we right. you know, that was one of the false flags in True Detective like you think it's this this uh, little ter- sh- toady sheriff character but mm-hmm. he is actually just looking, being paid to look the other way by powerful interests Yeah, uh, and if you're talking about the old money of the town and you know may, maybe maybe but then and Maybe that's why he's so hostile. Because he first called him in there because he didn't know that and now he's now he knows it's connected to the old money, and now he wishes the guy would go away because it makes his job of covering up harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah, why would you? Uh, I don't. Know, I guess you don't need a reason other than than money and and power to to be complicit <laughs> in killing someone. A, a lot of
1: people will not ask questions if they can either get paid or rewarded in some other way
0: for it. Right, and that their betters are telling them, oh, this is something you don't need to worry about. Of course we didn't do it. This is all, yeah. Ah. Uh, Fascinating show, and and we'll be interested to see how the next six weeks go. Uh, The -hmm. only thing I can say for sure is that we will be back next Tuesday. With another episode of, uh, you know, again, coming down off the all television thing just to talk about sharp objects. If you'd like to send us feedback, please do so at tv at baldmove.com or in our non spoiler uh, discussion on the forums. Uh, I know there's several people I've read the books, but they're keeping that stuff to themselves at forums.baldmove.com. TV at baldmove.com, forums.baldmove.com. We will see you next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. You know the number one question I get on the bald move t v podcast jim no how, how do you guys cover all of television oh good one how how do people how how do you come up with the budget to do it like mm-hmm. it's just a, such a, a vast in, 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 in scope uh and, and the answer is uh we got this thing called the club club dot com allows our listeners to directly support us don't have to take money from the man uh though we're willing to uh <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it's a lot of money, if it's, if it's, man yeah, has if to it's, pay extra. If it's shit, if it's out there in the streets, I'm, I'm going to pick it up. It's a man tax. Uh, it's, it's I'll, just, I'll say that. The, the man has the man tax, yeah. uh, and, and we can avoid that by, by being primarily listener-supported at the club, club.ballmove.com. Uh It's good for us, obviously. Why is it good for you? Uh, you get the satisfaction of supporting uh, a, a independent podcaster. Uh, you get a lot of extra uh, features, like so if you like me and Jim, well, there's a lot more of us. We're doing bonus shows like Quip, and we do video game playthroughs, and we do Lunch with Jim and Aaron, which is our, our variety show uh, that we host every Friday. It's a perfect way to cap your end of your week. You get ad free feeds if that's something important to you. Uh, check out all the benefits at club.baldmove.com. You can preview a bunch of them for free. You can sign up for a free 30 day trial. Uh, check it out club.baldmove.com.